Edgar Casey. He was a pretty interesting guy. Um, here's somebody from. Oh, we shift Asana to to uh, Michael in the Netherlands. Mm. The relaxed sauna is for me a wonderful start of the day. I bought a snorkel with it. What? Oh, I heard I heard in your interviews that you can put your head under the under the tent and benefit from it too. My first experience, my brain fog has fled elsewhere. Wow. He put his head underneath the thing. I guess you have a snorkel that you can I I don't know about that. You ever, That's pretty cool. Did you ever sauna? You ever sauna? I have, yeah. I actually had a family member that had one um, in their home. So I used to, there was a period of like six or nine months where I used to go on a pretty regular basis um, to get all, cook all this stuff out of me. Boy, and up there uh, where you are too with the, with the cold weather, I guess you could use it a lot, right? Yeah, I would love to have like, uh, you know, one in my home, yeah, like built in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or you get one like we have, you know, the portable one, and they're only twelve hundred bucks. The in built-in ones are a little more expensive, but but you're you're rich and famous, and you're going to be even richer and more famous. So I mean, it's just not an issue. <laughs> yeah, it's just not an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Sky's the limit. <laughs> That's right. It's just not an issue. It's just not an issue. <laughs> I like to say I'm rich and famous now, and I'm going to be more richer and more famous. We interviewed a, a, a young man. Uh, you're busy all week. I probably haven't had a chance to see it. His name is Joey Schwartz. Joey Schwartz. Yeah, 19 years he's been in his body. 19 years. And I saw this young fellow about a year ago talking about being a carnivore. And there was something about him. Just he had this, you know what I mean. He had this kind of spark and about him, and I really liked what he was saying. And here he is. I mean, he's, he just started, so I had him on the show, and he was really funny. Mm-hmm. He told me about why he's doing it. I, I just thought he was great. So he has been just supercharged, uh, going towards. He wants to know what the truth is with all this stuff. Here is a young, you know, nineteen, right? And so, wow. yeah, and I saw a video, somebody sent me a video of Joey talking about eating the meat raw, but also really going after some of these carnivore gurus, thinking that they're just being told dogmatic, and they're being absolute, and there's no evidence that whatever they're saying, you know. So I had him on the air um, last week. Was it last week? Whatever, this week. He was just amazing. This kid is like, this little samurai, and he's really questioning everything now. He's looking into everything and wondering. And he, he's watch the interview. I think you'll really like it. It's Joey Schwartz. Yeah, I definitely will. Really, really smart kid, and he's down in Costa Rica now, and he's doing things like, well, you know, the carnivore people say I shouldn't eat coconuts, but how could it be that if I have coconuts sitting outside where I live, that they wouldn't be good for me? I mean, this is the way he's thinking. <laughs> which I really like, you know, of course. Why would you not eat coconuts if there's some sitting out in your yard? You know, why would they be there if they weren't good for you? <laughs> right, 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 it's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. They wouldn't be there. So, and these people just really love them. Here's some stuff. I love Joey. He's awesome. Awesome interview. This kid's got it going on. Smart kid. I'm telling him the last few months um, to check out Space Busters. So, and he's really open about everything. You know, I start talking about, you know, he's really fun. Yeah, he'll be a fun to interview. To. Maybe you could have your young... How did you find him? Did he have, like, some following on social media? Like, what was it? I don't know. I think somebody just sent me a video um, of, of him. This was after we were talking about carnivore. And he said, check this kid yeah. out. People send me videos all the time. and um, Check this kid out. And it's just great. He looks like he's about 12, you know. He looks like he's about 12, by the way. I bet. <laughs> so I asked him. Good for him. Yeah, I asked him if he's got a significant other, you know. 
And he said, no, not yet, but something you'll hear it on the thing. But I really want to get married real soon and have babies. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> so I'm sure if he puts that out there, he's going to, he'll find her real quick, maybe. Okay. Why can't I see this whole thing? Oh, this is why. Um, I really dig Hannah. Her demeanor is wonderful, and I've enjoyed these past uh, four or five Fridays. Uh, she's beautiful, radiant, and serene. Aww. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> she is beautiful, radiant, and serene. That which are currently called planets, oh, we have a person here that seems like they know what they're talking about, were formerly known as wandering stars due to their individual and unique movement patterns as opposed to the constellations which are fixed in their position. All tiny lights in the sky, which is the sky thing anyone can actually affirm about them, rotate east to west above the earth and operate as a perfect timepiece in unison with the two primary celestial bodies that govern our days, the sun and the moon. It's an amazing, beautiful system and life only gets better when one knows where they actually live. And asked a few weeks ago, why the lie? The link below is a short four minute, 20 second video that was featured on Dave Weiss app yesterday. And it is as a concise art, artistic explanation as I have seen. Why the lie? I won't play that today because in our system, when we play a YouTube video, the guests cannot hear it. So Anna would be there in the dark for four minutes and I don't want to put her in the dark. I just don't want to do it. But I'll put it on, thanks for this, I'll play it on our front page. Why the lie? Because you asked that question, right? Why would people lie about that? Yeah. Why, why would they lie? Yeah, I appreciate that person sending all that information and explaining that. I'm excited to watch it. So that's what's so fascinating to me about the whole flat earth model that you can see, and I've seen videos on it, where the North Star, right, doesn't move. It's always due north. That's why the people going across the ocean could always navigate. Because, I mean, the North Star, if the North Star moved, well, then wouldn't that be a trick? I mean, you know, I, north. And then this, all the planets, everything goes around the North Star. And one year later, they're at the exact same spot where they were a year ago. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah, they just do this. And us flat earthers believe that's because it's over a stationary earth that's not moving, but the planets are moving, right? The planets are moving. To me, that's the, that's the, the juggernaut. If you believe, if you really get that one, you say, well, how could we be moving if the planets are just doing that? I mean, you know. It just wouldn't work like that, right? It sure doesn't feel like we're moving, does it, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it simple here, folks. I know. I, I say that a lot. I mean, you could go out in the woods or in your home and just feel. Are you really spinning at 1,000 miles an hour around the axis and then 666 miles an hour around the sun? And then 480,000 miles around the, the solar system. This is what NASA tells you what's happening. You know, four different movements. So how could that be if the planets are just doing this? You know, from our perspective, how could that even be? Mm -hmm. You know, I, mean, I just couldn't. It's just not even logical. You don't have to be a scientist or a nerd, just be logical. <clears throat> So um, sometimes people get into all these conversations on BitChute. Um, oh, here's another one. 
I think they're commenting on the last time. And asked, why would they lie about it? Um, interesting. Everything is stationary in the universe, yet we have seasons and see that the sun's arc changes on the horizon and night's celestial skies change. We have hotter periods called summer and colder periods called winter. We fear asteroids moving through space and potentially colliding with our planet. We have satellites in orbit and mega radio telescopes telling us that things and positionings do change. So I don't really understand his point here. Do you? Did you get it? I think he's just explaining where what everything's doing. Yeah. Or where it is. And so I don't, I haven't determined whether he's a heliocentric guy or a flat earth flat earth guy. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, if you'd like to be on the show, you can call us, 888-663-6386, email patrick1radionetwork.com. So, Hannah, you do um, coaching for folks, right? You do coaching? Yes, I do health and wellness coaching for anyone and everyone. And, um, yeah, I love helping people make changes and creating a life that they love, a healthy life that they love. So... And yeah, your, your email e- me, call me. Email is coachhannachange at gmail.com, right? Coachhannachange mm-hmm. at gmail.com. We'll put that on the show page too if you want to you want to do that. And if you want to learn how to um, change a tire, I'm your guy. <laughs> Patrick and Neil. <laughs> That's right. Just Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And don't try this at home. So I got to ask you, Patrick, like this is just coming up for me as I'm listening to all these things that people are writing in, what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Like when did you first start like challenging um, all these ideas that have kind of been imposed upon us? Was it like a gradual thing for you over time or you were always kind of like, you know, this is probably a lie. Like, what what was going on for you? I want to know. Mm. So, are you talking about anything specific, but just in general of not believing? In general, like how you got to be where you are now with everything. Like, was that was there a moment in time where you had like a, you know, an aha moment, or was it just kind of a gradual mm. unraveling, or or what? Um. Thanks for the question. The first one was in 1978. I remember the moment. It was um, October. I have the name, I have the date written down. And I was shaving and um, going out to dinner. I had a date with going out to dinner and shaving. And all of a sudden, it was like somebody just hit me over the head with a board. And I just start saying, I looked at myself, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I just kept saying that over and over and over again. What am I doing? And I had a towel wrapped around me. I just got out of the shower. I sat back on the, on the you know, closed toilet seat. And I just kept saying, <laughs> it was amazing. Hmm. And I just woke up. I just woke up. Wow. So evidently, that whole time, I was just going through life. I don't know what I was doing. I never thought about what I was doing. I was just doing, you know? I was on the radio, but I never thought about why. I never thought about the job. I never thought much about the people I, I would date. You would just go, you know, it was like, it was just like I was asleep. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, from that moment on, I just start thinking about stuff for the first time in my life. And then did you notice that like you were just naturally drawn to other people or people came into your life that were also yeah. you know, challenging those things? Or then like I, was it 
I, just, then I started, you know, all that, that we're seeking is also seeking you. Is it kind of that kind of thing? Yeah. And I think once you become aware of what you want and you're more conscious of it, you know, in your consciousness, or you're just not going through life, you know, the mind is just going, you know, you go to sleep and, and you have no idea what you really want. Or you don't really think about what you, I know that seems strange now, right? Because now that's all I really think about is what I want to experience. You know, what do I, what do I want next? What would be good? Yeah, I, that would be fun. So, I, you know, then once I really start thinking about it and having it in my consciousness, um, things then really started to change. Now, I'm not saying my life got better right away. It got crazy for 20, 30 years trying to figure it out. But at least I was thinking about it. You know, at least I was thinking about, you know, who I am and where I am and, you know, what I am stuff like that. So it was, a, it was a wonderful experience and feel very blessed to have it. And I, I don't know exactly why these things happen, but my opinion is that when souls want to know what the truth is, like, who am I? Where am I going here? What, how did I get here? And really, if you really want to know, like you, and you, you start to nerd it out, you'll be introduced to people who will can help you if you ask them. You will be introduced to books and uh, videos and movies. Everything to help. Everything will help give you answers to what you want to know. That's mm. and I think that's all driven, Hannah, by a divine spirit, the Holy Spirit or God, whatever you want to call it, because its job is to help Patrick and Hannah and our listeners be happier, healthier, everything that we want. That's what it wants for us. That's what it wants. And it will do everything it can to give it to us. And if we're just open to, wow, that book looks interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll try that, like you're doing. Or you find somebody and say, hmm, she looks, he or she looks interesting. I think I'm going to go flirt with him. Whatever. You know, it's, uh, it's following that nudge. And that's all Spirit is trying to do is help us to keep going with the nudges because that will open up everything. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just been little by little, and then after a while, I think in the last two or three years, with this whole COVID thing and the internet, and and then my 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 study of money for twenty five years and how how made up that is. It's just all made up, you know, as you know, it's just all made up. You get to the point where you don't believe anything anymore. You know, you just don't believe anything. I don't know what to believe on the internet. I, I don't trust anything anymore. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, that's a wise thing to say. <laughs> I guess it puts us in a position where we just have to figure it out for ourselves, right? If we want. Well, and I think that was the whole, that's the whole point. You know, we each have our own path to walk and our own journey. And um, yeah, I think that's that's what it all, that's what it's all about. And then talking to each other about what our journeys were like, right. you know, it helps um, illuminate our own perspective, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. We, it's pretty cool. This, this we, being alive stuff can be pretty cool. It can be pretty cool. We talked a lot about it. We did a show on Wednesday and I'm, I'm thinking that spirit is uh, really calling upon all of us to be more active and not so passive. I've really been mm. getting this on the inner. Uh, passivity would be more like, um, oh yeah, here's this, here's this guru carnivore, and I've done it too. And oh yeah, man, I'm just going to do that, and that'd be great. And you just do it because somebody says it's good. That's really passive, right? Not that these people don't have valuable information to share, but then it's really going in with a different idea like Joey was talking about and I got to after about six months. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I need to try other things. Is this really, you know what I'm saying. So it's being active, mm -hmm. really critically thinking about something rather than just seeing a story on the internet or seeing a guru about anything and just following along. And I think we've all done this with religions, you know, for past lives. And, and uh, 
I think spirit is calling upon us to be very active mentally, very active of questioning everything. Is that right? You know, is that is that true? And if you're interested in it, well, then look into it. And if you're not, well, then just let it go because you don't know. You know, you don't know all the... Look, well, look what they've done with the germ thing and what they've done with vaccines over 50 years and the medical model. And we, we get a blood test and a doctor gives us some some medicine that we don't even need because of some blood test. I mean, that's being passive. You know what I mean? So I think we're being called upon to be really active, to question everything. And I, in my opinion, I think it's because things are going to really get dicey you know, on the matrix. I just feel it. You know, I just feel, does that resonate with you? I just feeling, I don't know. Um, so I think we're yeah, going really need to be on our toes. Is what like I'm on saying. a spiritual level, yeah. um, you know, outside of my own personal journey, I feel like there's been just a funk um, for the last several months and almost like a stagnation, I feel like. Um, I've talked about that with some other friends of mine, but um, but I can't really get a get a clear feel for it, if that makes sense. So I'm just kind of waiting, <laughs> see what happens. I think there's there's never been a more important time for us to be discerning um, and to be intentional. So I'm a thousand percent on board with that. And I think we are living in an era of, and we I say this probably every show, <laughs> there is so much out there to distract us. We live in an era of distraction, um, whether it's, you know, our phones, the internet, um, just the access people have to us because of technology. And we're constantly... Um, you know, being pinged and dinged and <laughs> whatever. And uh, even though it's great to be able to have that convenience of, you know, connection and and reach sometimes, you know, globally or whatever, um, it takes us away from ourselves. And I think anytime we're being taken away from ourselves, we're being, cha- you know, it's going to be more challenging to be discerning about what we really believe, who we really are, and how we really feel about something. So yeah. good for you. I'm all about the unplug zone. Like be with be with yourself. Yeah, well said. Um, well said. And, and find balance in that. You know, because we are living in in a modern age. So it's it's learning how to juggle all of that without letting it override our intuition. And I I appreciate what you said about being in the last few months. I've I've met a lot of people that are feeling the same thing, and I think my little car adventure was part of that. For me, it's different for everybody, right? Uh, you know, we're being called upon to question things and to grow and to change. I think to prepare us for more changes that are coming. That's my my theory, and I think everybody's going through it in an, on their own different way. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to show up for it, but yeah, I'm just saying. Me too. Like, I think I'm just going to show up because I'm going to show up. That's all you can do. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, huh? No. Mm. 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 I wanted to mention a, a really uh, a powerful thing that we can all do, and I don't know if you've ever done but I've done it, and I started talking about it yesterday um, with a friend of mine. I was on the phone, and he just recently went through a divorce. God love him. And just really hard, hardcore, you know. And uh, they were fighting over stuff, and it was just not done. And he's really going through it. And um, he's got, like, his foot is hurting him, and his knee is hurting him, like never before. And I said to him, I said, it's probably on the right side, right? He said, yeah, how'd you know? Well, the right side is the female side, right? So, um, and I was talking to him about the idea that he could sit down and write his ex a letter and pour his heart out to her, everything from the beginning, what's going on now, and forgiving her and letting go and just getting super clean with that experience. You don't have to mail it. Just just mm-hmm. do it. 
And um, I think that's very powerful because when we have loose particles about relationships or whatever it is, this is hard on the body. You know, it's it's hanging around in there like, you know, the neck thing, you know, it's just hard. And you can write letters to people, a- anybody that you have a relationship with, if there's still some stuff kind of hanging out there that you've always wanted to say to them, whatever, or you want to kind of re reinvent a, an experience that you had was not too good, you can go back and have the conversation and just do it like you, you'd like to do it, like you should have, could have, would have done and mm-hmm. it, it just it unwinds it. It just unwinds it. It's just lovely. It's just lovely. Yeah, I think there's something to resolving. We all have things like that inside of us based on, you know, relationships, experiences, or past events. I remember when I was um going to therapy on a on a more regular basis. Uh, right after my divorce and my therapist had suggested doing like this grief ceremony, which sounds like such a downer, right? But basically I was to write down all the things that in all the relationships in my life with men from the time I was a a young child um, to that point that, you know, were disappointments or didn't happen or were hurt. So I wrote them all down on a piece of paper like little pieces of paper and fold them up. Um, and then I like burned each, I burned each one. Like I looked at it, you know, opened it up, uh, you know, looked at it, felt the feeling, you know, so there was a lot of, of crying and whatever released it. Um, it was, I'm so glad I did it. I, I can't tell you like how much that impacted me moving forward without carrying that stuff with me because I let myself feel whatever I needed to feel regarding those things. And, um, you know, learning how to feel our feelings and feel our way through those difficult challenges. It's really important. Yeah. It is, it is really important. That's brilliant. Learning well, you, how to feel our a, feelings. You had a good therapist, knew what he was doing. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. She's a female, but yes. <laughs> well, that's smart ones usually are. Yeah. You know? That's fun that she had you do that. That's great. Yeah. And yeah, you can do it. You can go all the way back, as far back as you want with people. Think about, yeah, I never, you know, I never really did, did really get real clear on that thing with Joe or uh, whoever. You know? Yeah. And uh, it just cleans everything up and there's just no, I like to call it loose particles. You know, there's no, no loose particles. I think that's what's going on with the, you know, the stretching the neck thing and the yoga that you do, body work that people do, Reiki, all these things that kind of get in there and just loosen up things that are kind of stuck. And then they come up and you feel them and you say, okay, that's good, right? I can let that one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the breath is a key component to that. I know you mentioned that when you were doing your uh your work on yourself and just noticing the way our breath changes depending on what emotional experience we're having is just it just blows my mind it's amazing it's amazing (laughs) so your breath really can be an indicator of your emotional state and also i found that um taking little sips of breath they call it buteco. I think I've mentioned this before. When you're moving into um, some trauma, you know, some kind of mm, mm, what, what's the word we come from? Mm, there's a word. When you take a little sip, similar to what I was saying earlier, Hannah. Of so you're moving into this um, trigger point, and it's kind of so rather than try to go take a deep breath and go all the way into it, it's very hard to do that because when we take a deep breath, we're really into our body, right? You know, when we go, we're into our body. And that's why when you take a deep breath, when there's pain, it could actually get worse because you're more Mm -hmm. focused on the body. You know, it took me a long time to figure that out. I said, well, why is that? Um, So if you take a little breath, like, You're not in your body. You're more spiritual. You're more doing it from a soul perspective. 
So it's almost like you as soul are outside your body looking at it and going. That's really cool. What did you call that type of breath? I don't know it's if I've heard buteco, of that one. Buteco breathing. And uh, okay. there's a whole system of learning how to breathe um, um, and you're retaining more carbon dioxide. And carbon dioxide is very important to retain and we feel the best we get high from carbon dioxide. And then when we are over-breathing with oxygen and you know, running, that's when we release carbon dioxide and that's when it's not as healthy. I know it's just opposite of what we think. And so well, you- I, I have someone um, that I used to, to know that always suggested that you exercise with your mouth closed, like that you don't have your mouth open. There was some like philosophy he had about that based on someone um, that was like, no, you got to keep your mouth closed like the whole time. And I was like, why? I, so I don't know if you know anything about that. I don't even know what it was called. I just remember he was so gung ho about it. Like, just yeah. keep your mouth closed. Yeah, it's really important to breathe doing. through your nose. And you just you just lose so much um, energy and carbon dioxide when you, you know, that's what it puts you into anxiety. You know, so mm. that's why when people have uh, anxious anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. what's the first thing they do? They'll put their head down between their knees, and that helps you to not overbreathe. And also, you you can breathe into a bag, right? You breathe into a bag, and then helps to retain carbon dioxide because you're breathing in your nose and mouth and you breathe it back in. So that makes the anxiety level go down when we retain carbon dioxide. So that's what the potato breathing teaches one to do. So you just get um, more in touch with who we are as soul by not over-breathing. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look this up. It's kind of I fun. I need to read more about it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of cool. There's so many questions from John about what you talk about and what Cowan talks about on the terrain theory. I don't believe that all diseases come from inside of us. It's not as simple as that. Okay. I hear did he you. share what he, what he, where he thought they did come from? No, no, he's still believing there's some germs out there. He's saying that. Oh, got it. He's got it. I that, didn't know if he meant maybe yeah. like energy that from the outside that affects illness yeah. or yeah. or what. Yeah. Because on the title of this video, Patrick wrote, "There is no sickness, no only detoxing, Spanish flu, AIDS, polio, COVID." Uh, our faulty tales, our, our, our fairy tales. So I think to this emailer, um, I think if you look really deep into it, you'll find that uh, there's no proof that there's ever been germs out there ready to get us. You know, Cowan and Stone and other people have been um, also uh, writing on malaria. And they're showing with their research and the way it works as this whole idea about malaria is also made up. We just don't catch germs from mosquitoes. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. Wow. And so now, in Africa, if we want to get go to the dark side, in Africa, they are convincing millions of people that there's this new malaria out there. And you got to get vaccinated to protect mm. yourself from it. And guess who's down there running the show? Oh, Bill. You mean who's, who's um, in charge of the vaccine distribution? <laughs> oh, Bill. Oh, Cousin Bill. Yeah, Bill Gates. Oh, That's yeah. my guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. The I'll call- take, I'll take uh, <laughs> who's running the world for 500, please, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> who's running the world for 500? <laughs> Wow, isn't that something? And I've seen there several emails, and I believe that Tom Cowan has has recorded some in email. Um, sorry, some videos as well about the malaria uh, fraud. Also, 
Mike Stone. Uh, you can go and Google Mike Stone and uh, sign up for five bucks a month and see his videos. Tom Cowan, you can do five bucks a month and see his videos. Um, and it's important to do that for these people because that's how they're that's how they're earning a living. You know, that's how you know that's how they're earning a living. So support mm-hmm. them if you can, and uh, if you're really interested in this, in this malaria thing. Um, Wow. People have been... What are they saying the difference with this uh, version of malaria is? Like it's lethal? Like what's the... It's a stronger, better, you know, like COVID-12 and long COVID or whatever they come up with. They just make, you know, my opinion, they just make, they just make things up. Oh yeah, this one's worse. You got to really get the vaccine bigger and more bad and these poor people i mean how how are they going to know you know how are they going to know right. what the truth is right. god love them how are they going to know hundred percent of the alleged experts in the niche, niche, niche domain of virus microbiology have failed to provide any verification for their claim that this virus is real. Not even one single expert is able to come forward with a demonstration or evidence that the virus is real. Do, they, do these presenters in this video understand what this means? Oh, this was... Uh, this was in comment to one of the videos that we put up. Yeah, it's really interesting. Nobody is holding their feet to the fire except these, you know, these virus folks in the end of COVID that nobody really, you know, unless you're on the mainstream media questioning, nobody really questions them. You know, they just go in front of Congress and, oh yeah, well, COVID is real. And, you know, but nobody really says, do you really have a, an isolated COVID virus that you can show us? and that you can take and then put into Patrick and see if he gets COVID. They've never done that. Never done that. But nobody questions them. Are we living in a fairyland or what's the deal? We've been taught not to ask questions, Patrick. I know. Don't ask the wrong question to the wrong person (laughs) or you're contentious. And if you do, then you're a terrorist or a writer or... (laughs) Or whatever they're calling you're it. You're not curious. You're contentious. <laughs> you're contentious. Don't be so contentious. <laughs> Here's an email from uh, Lucretia. The cure for anything is salt. Water, sweat, tears, in the sea. Oh, I'll read this. We've been doing a lot of salt stuff, as you know. You said there's people that... Um, I don't know if it's on bitch shoot or where that debate about the, the best salts, right? Yeah. I, I think what we've come to believe or know or whatever the term is, whichever you choose, belief, knowledge, is that uh, sea salt that's been sun-dried, Mr. Sun in the sea, and that's it. Nothing else is the best. Okay. But they have all the minerals. They have all the minerals. So that's where I'm getting all my minerals these days. I like it. I think the flat earth thing is just silly. Stop talking about it, okay? I I struggle with an enlarged prostate. Having to eliminate five to six times a night. I know... Have you talked to any experts on this? Thanks for the show. Yeah, most of the uh, uh, the people that we trust and uh, um, trust, I guess is the right term, is that most of the enlarged prostate stuff, you don't even really have to worry about it. You, there's exercises you can do to shrink the prostate. Uh, zinc seems to be a real good nutrient for it. Uh, more zinc. Um, 
but it's been shown that people that who have been diagnosed with prostate cancer, whatever that is, I don't even know. I don't even know what it is. Is that they always, almost always, die of something else other than prostate cancer? The prostate cancer doesn't kill them. Something else does, you know. But I've known people that have really um, chased after that, Hannah, the prostate cancer, doing biopsies and chemo, and it just is. It's just never ended well, you know. But enlarged prostate doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get cancer of the it prostate. Doesn't as mean well. anything really. So yes, yeah. and and they've even proven yeah. that this. Um, I think it's called EPA or EPA, something like that. Test is just, it's just not valid, you know. But people go to the doctors, you know, and they get these tests. Before you know it, they're on some medication trying to do this and that. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, I don't know how folks are even making it these days. I was unfortunately anti-salt and anti-fat for five years in my life. It was a very poor choice on my part. And after figuring out salt and fat are my friends, I I got better, I feel better, and uh, I just appreciate that you all have talked about this. Wow, isn't that fun? Salt and fat. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on, salt and fat. Oh, man. Oh. I slept so well last night after that neck thing. And now I could, just go, I could just go take another nap right now. Isn't that interesting? I think the more you get, the more you get relaxed, the more you can relax, you know? Yeah. Well, if you need it, then you should. I'm going to. If you can. I'm going to. Well, my car karma is over for a while, so I'm not going on wood there. So yeah. what's Hannah going to do today before we go? Anything fun? On your no, schedule? you always ask me that. I really should come with a better no, answer no, You don't have time. to. I just, I'm just um, making conversation. So, well, Fridays are my favorite day of the week. Oh. I, need, I don't know which color we are on for Fridays, but I just seem to say. Um, but I like to, because I don't see any clients on Fridays, I kind of like to just let the day unfold and I'm not really sure what I'm doing okay. after this moment but I do actually need to get the oil changed in my car so I might go do that <laughs> well that'll be fun yeah don't let that yeah, oil. that'll be really exciting I'm an expert on letting you know letting the oil you don't want to do that I'm an expert on that if you want some advice just call me and I'll tell you not to do it gosh <laughs> just don't do it wow yeah I don't have any idea what I'm going to do too I think it's all Work on the screenplay and and um, not go anywhere for a while, or not try to go anywhere for a while. So Monday, but the truck is up and running. It's truck it's is good running. to go, right? It's out there. Happy, happy truck. I love you, truck. I love you. Good. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, truck. I love you. Um. So, anything else before we go? If you want to check in with an email, Patrick. OneRadioNetwork.com, or you could call. We just haven't had many calls at all. I don't know that people are afraid to call. It's just probably a big step for folks to call and talk. You know. Um, we we have somebody on. Um, Monday, mm -hmm. and so I found this person who was really sharp about money and stuff, got in contact with him, uh, potentially going to do a show with him, and she told me about a fellow by the name of Kurt Ruckert, W-U-C-K-E-R-T. She said, you really need to talk to this guy because he knows some stuff about Bitcoin that nobody's talking about it, that he believes this entire thing was a setup 
by the money people, a big scam, and then it's going to explode someday, and they're going to steal all your money. I don't know how that's possible. I thought Bitcoin was kind of a cool, crypto, safe thing and, and all of that. So we're going to have him on the show on Monday. We're going to, we're, and I'm going to ask him so many good questions. You're going to know if this guy is just crazy or if you want to get out of your Bitcoin. I know nothing about cryptocurrency. I, I just want to let everyone in the world know um, it it freaks me out, and I don't know anything about it. So, and you probably never will need to. <laughs> okay. Because you're up there in Amish land, and you know, and did you see? I saw a a, a story actually put on Facebook that the Amish people have had the best. Uh, a big study have had the best results with uh, with their kids with not vaccinating them. Just mm. they 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 they've got it. They're at the top of the food chain. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Makes sense. Yeah. Do you see some of the little Amish kids riding around in the carts? Can you see them? Oh my goodness! All the time they're they're going past my house on like their little um, really? their pedalless scooters, like the little ones, or their wagons, or sometimes they ride a mule um, up and down the road. Uh, yeah, it's the cutest thing. They're oh. they're so adorable. There's um, an Amish family down the road that has a bunch of little little kids. So whenever I buy stuff there, like the little kids will run out and you know, give me, give me the change or, you know, whatever. Like, they're just so cute. You can really sense, I've, I've only met two Amish families, but you can really sense something almost angelic about them or something. Don't they have this little glow or um, maybe it's, maybe it's the no technology or TV or internet, uh, no machines, maybe all of it, along with the diet and vaccines, huh? Well, it's a simple life. It's a simpler life, I think. Um, so there's something to be said for that. And uh, yeah, they're not caught up in all the rigmarole that we that we non-Amish might be. So are we non-Amish? Uh, I want to be Amish. <laughs> I want to be Amish when I grow up. So I wonder if I would just move up there. Would they take me in and say I want to just be an Amish? I would just want to be an Amish guy. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, you'd probably have, they have a bishop, I think, for each community. So I think you'd have to like talk to the bishop about it. And I don't know how it goes to convert from non-Amish to Amish. No. I don't know. I don't know how it works, Patrick. I can ask somebody. No, I was just being silly. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Join. I would never join an organization that would allow me in. In you know to join. Obviously, their standards aren't that high. You know, if they let me in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay, my dear. Will you have fun? Have fun weekend. Would you hold on a second? I want to chat a little bit off there. Okay. Sure. So thanks for being here, Hannah Walheiser. Let me give you Hannah's scoop. Hannah Walheiser. Change. HannahWalheiser.com. Her email is, give folks your email if they want to reach you, Hannah. Oh, yes. The email is coachhanna.change at gmail.com. Coachhanna.change at email.com. And uh, you can email her and party down. Oh, I think I've asked you before. Have you ever been to uh, the Burdenhand, Pennsylvania? Is that very far? Burdenhand, Pennsylvania? It's like 35 minutes from wow. where I am. Oh, man. You should go there sometime yeah. and check old Amos Miller's place out. It looks like quite a place. I order butter from them. I order butter from them. Yeah, I can I can find him. Yeah, I can check him out. Go down there, talk to him. I can do a live interview for you. That's right, you can. Or talk to Amos and tell him you want to have him on the air, man. Yeah, I can bring him up. He can Yeah. Yeah. If he's allowed to come here. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Have you ever uh have you ever do you have do you do you use raw butter? Have you ever found any raw butter? You ever use it? No, I haven't. I have not. There's. It's 
wildly available here. You can even buy it in the grocery store, Amish made. It's like wrapped in paper. You can buy it. And I'll be done. Honestly, just talking about it, I feel like I could eat the I love butter. Oh, yeah. I think you'll really like it. There's a whole a whole energetic (laughs) thing to it. Yeah, that's uh, very special. It's really good. Try it. Try it. You'll like it. And then when you have your movie night and have popcorn, you can use real Amish raw butter. Ah, yes. And then nutritional yeast. I like to put that on my popcorn too. I think I'm going to do that this weekend. I've been kind of craving popcorn for about a year. I I think I'm going to go for it. You've been craving it for a year. I made some last night. Did you really? Did you watch a movie? No, I just was eating. (laughs) It's not possible to eat popcorn without watching a movie, is it? I mean, don't you just have to do both? Oh, I can eat popcorn for any kind of reason at all, yeah. <laughs> or no reason at all. So you put nutritional yeast, that's what we used to do in our hippie days, nutritional yeast <laughs> and butter, right? It's a little hippie over here sometimes. Oh, you just you look like a hippie girl. <laughs> all right, sweetie, well, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll talk in just a second, so th- stay there. We appreciate it. You're doing good. Yep. Thanks for Take coming. Take care, on. everybody. Okay, that's Hannah. Every time I say her name, I want to, Think about Woody Allen's movie, Hannah and Her Sisters. You probably are familiar with that one, Hannah, right? Hannah and Her Sisters. It's a good movie. All right, kids, we're going to talk about the ups and downs and what's really going on with Bitcoin with a fellow that says, well, we'll talk to him, Kurt Walker. We got some other things planned for next week as well. So thanks for uh, living through my, uh, my Prius and truck karma stories. And, uh, Thanks for your support. People have been sending me 10, 20 bucks to help pay for my car. That's cool. <laughs> Here, Patrick, I want to help you. Okay. I tell you what, it's just been a real, I've had so much fun through it too. I just I just feel stronger now than I've ever felt pre-car karma. So, um, And another thing I just wanted to mention that there's something really good coming for all of us, Hannah, for you, if you've been going through some, you know, times that are like, and me going through this, I just keep getting God saying, don't worry, it's going to get so much better soon. You just got to work through this and clean things up a little bit. So that's my take on it. Yeah, good things are coming. Good things are coming for all of us. So you take care. Thank you for your support. If I can do anything for you, Patrick had one radionetwork.com. Just email me and I don't get far from my little computer, which when I turn Amish some years from now, we'll just get rid of that. So I'll see you on Monday with this whole Bitcoin thing. And thanks a lot. I love you all very much. Thank you. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.